Welcome, this is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode two of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our topic for today is the inextricable link between corporate ethics and profits. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me today again on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, a podcast that is focused on the legal and compliance industry. Our podcast is sponsored by my law firm, the Volkoff Law Group, and is a companion to our blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Today, we are going to examine an important issue, one that is often ignored by corporate leaders and even chief compliance officers. What is the value of an ethical corporate culture? Is there any link between an ethical corporate culture and profitability? Now, for years, corporate compliance programs have been viewed as a cost with little benefit other than keeping a company out of trouble. In other words, the financial analysis focuses on the cost of a compliance program and the potential benefit of avoiding a government enforcement action and the attendant costs. If you view the benefits of an ethics and compliance program in such a limited fashion, you're missing the point, and you're missing the trends, and you're missing the research. Compliance professionals have to focus on this issue as an important point. More importantly, compliance professionals need to use this framework that I'm going to describe to communicate to important stakeholders, including the board, senior executives, and others, that ethics and compliance has a much broader impact. Let's start with what I call the logical analysis uh, or the predictive analysis or what we believe occurs within ethical corporations. First, a corporation committed to ethics and compliance in my view, will earn increased profits. That does not guarantee positive financial profits, but it means that a company will make more money than it would otherwise earn without an effective ethics and compliance program. That's the important point. This is the new message of compliance, that basically compliance is not out there to prevent harm from illegal actions. Of course, that's one purpose. But it is more broad than that. It is more important than that. And that is to create a productive and sustainable and profitable long-run operational scheme for the company. Companies that have an ethical culture, for example, experience lower rates of employee misconduct. The National Business Ethics Survey for 2013 reported this finding. Employees at ethical companies are also more likely to report employee misconduct at the ethical company. In other words, when an employee observes another employee engaging in misconduct, let's say stealing or engaging in reimbursement fraud, then that employee at an ethical company is more likely to report the misconduct being committed by another employee in order to protect the value of something that the employee believes in, the ethics and the operations of the company. Companies with lower ethical cultures have much lower rates of employee turnover. Employees believe in the company and its mission and want to promote and stay at the company. They believe in it because people want to be part of an organization that has high ethical standards. People want to believe in the place that they work, that it makes them feel better, that it makes them part of a broader mission. This is a basic human feeling that I think 
ethics and compliance personnel sometimes overlook. Employee productivity is greater at ethical companies. With greater productivity, there are lower misconduct rates and increased corporate morale. Companies with ethical cultures understandably should perform better than companies lacking in a culture of ethics. So let's look at some of the research on the topic. The first is a September 2012 study entitled The Financial Performance of the World's Most Ethical Companies, Advantage in Times of Crisis. In this study, the authors evaluated the long-term financial performance of the world's most ethical companies, a list devised by Ethisphere, which uses appropriate financial measures. The authors found that a portfolio of the world's most ethical companies consistently outperformed the market, both in times of market growth and during periods of market decline, suggesting that these companies were particularly resilient in times of crises. This goes to my point. In other words, the profits may not guarantee positive profits, but increased profits by an ethical company will occur and allow the company to have more sustainable growth and avoid downturns or significant downturns in serious economic crises. Second, I wanted to take a look at a study by KRW International, which found that CEOs who were perceived as having high ethical standards performed at a higher rate of profitability than companies where employees perceived the CEO as lacking in ethical standards. And the difference there in terms of the rate of profitability at the ethical companies or at the ethical CEOs where companies had a rate of profitability of 9.53 versus companies where the CEOs were found to be lacking or perceived to be lacking in ethics and integrity, the profitability rate was 1.93. In this study, and it was kind of interesting, the employees rated their CEOs on four character traits. One, integrity, two, responsibility, three, forgiveness, and four, compassion. People reported that the virtuoso CEOs, the ones who were the most, who operated at a high clip with very strong positive uh, character traits, frequently engaged in behaviors that revealed strong character. For instance, standing up for what's right, expressing concern for the common good, letting go of mistakes, their own and others, and showing empathy. On the other hand, self-focused CEOs were often described as warping the truth for personal gain and caring mostly about themselves and their own financial security, no matter the cost to others. Employees said that the self-focused CEOs told the truth slightly more than half the time, couldn't be trusted to keep promises, often passed off blame to others, frequently punished well-intentioned people for making mistakes, and were especially bad at caring for people. The implications of this study is also significant because when you think about it, a CEO sets the tone at the top of a company, and a CEO that doesn't set the tone at the top of a company cannot by definition uh, be a ethical company. If you don't have a CEO who gets it, who's committed to a culture of ethics, and I always point out the importance of compassion and empathy and integrity, that then those companies are going to suffer in the long run 
in terms of their overall profitability. Here we had a difference of between 9.53 rate of profitability and a 1.93 rate of profitability, depending upon the perception of the integrity and compassion of the CEO at a particular company. Now, I've taken a short amount of time to make a pretty obvious point, and I hope that you got the implications of this point and the significance. To me, it's an idiot. This is now information the board and your senior executives need to know. No longer can we speak in terms of fear or fear mongering about how we need compliance to prevent us from being caught by the government and then prosecuted by the government and then suffering reputational harm as well as financial harm. Now we need to focus on a positive message, one that brings people together, one that brings the board together, hopefully, and one that shows that there's really a financial reason for sustainable growth as opposed to short-term gains and the implications of this point is very significant to corporate leaders, to corporate boards, that they have to embrace an ethical culture, not only to prevent harm to the company, but more importantly, to advance the goal of profitability and sustainability at the same time. Sustainable growth is, by definition, a much better solution than short-term gains when you're focused on quarterly financial reports and meeting certain targets. Sustainable growth and companies that are committed to sustainable growth always perform better over the long run, by definition. Thanks again for listening to our second podcast for Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. I can be reached at mvolkoff at volkofflaw.com, or you can call me on my cell phone at 240-505-1992. My law firm blog is at www.volkofflaw.com. Please subscribe to our blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. I also have a library of six books available on law and compliance topics. They're available on our blog and include, one, the original book, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Two, Moving the Goalposts, Justice Department Redefines Effective Compliance. Three, A Return to Common Sense, the Justice Department's latest attempt to deter corporate criminals. Four, Question Everything, Effective Due Diligence and Third-Party Risk Management. Five, The Revolution in Ethics and Compliance. And six, The Art of an Internal Investigation. Thank you again for attending and look forward to talking to you soon on other topics of interest.